everybody. Hello. I'm Mike. I'm Jenny. And this is And the Nominees Were, a podcast where we watch every movie ever nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Except, kind of, right now it's not that, because we're watching every movie ever nominated for a unique and artistic <laughs> production at the Academy Awards. Of That's which true. there are three. Yes. And we, we already talked to you about two of them. Yes. Uh, really, I should have thought of this introduction uh, two weeks ago. That's okay. But I didn't. Uh, we watched Sunrise. Yes. A Song of Two yes. Humans. Yes. Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. Uh, one of two movies uh, this year that has a weird subtitle like that. That's true. There's Chang, A Drama of the Wilderness. That It, it actually turned into a problem when I was... Uh, trying to google either of them because i just kept plugging different words into them <laughs> i was like chang a tale of the wilderness and i'm mm-hmm. like nope and i was like a tale of two humans and they're like nope <laughs> i just decided everything was a tale i guess yeah. it's a tale of two cities yeah. i was just trying to make everything that mm-hmm. but what would the other movies have uh the subtitle uh subtitles like uh the crowd <laughs> and an elegy of <laughs> One fuck boy. The racket, a potboiler of, of of two crimes. Two crimes. Uh, I, yeah, I was trying to think of a way to to get across their relationship. Like, yeah, of two nemeses. There we go. Yeah, nemeses. Everything is of uh, of two except yep. Chang. It's just a drama of the wilderness. The but wilderness all, in general. All of these other movies are just like are about just two people mostly and yeah. uh, and their life. Yep. Their intertwined existence. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. The movie is Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. Yes. We said that already, but, um, you know. So, yeah. It is the winner of Best Unique yes. and Artistic and um i get the name of this award wrong every single time yeah Best, unique no, and artistic unique pre- and artistic well okay when i looked at okay you, <laughs> you said the oscars website just says unique and artistic picture yes right? okay everything else that i read said officially it was called best unique and artistic quality of production i mean that's possible or something like that uh, like every single uh oscar category has some weird long-winded okay. n- official name okay. but they just say best actor you know okay it's well i mean you know that is you know best le- best performance by a, by leading, a leading actor, actor in a in, motion picture right. yeah you know but everyone just says best actor yeah okay. so it's that sort of a thing okay that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- anyway yeah um this is weird. I don't know what to say about this movie, uh, but it's because I just I just love it. It's great. It it actually it was really good. Uh, it's wild. It's a wild time. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could immediately understand why, even though this was the one that I had heard of. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I never heard of Wings until we started researching oh, the yeah? Academy Awards. Yeah, I don't know anything about Wings. I know <laughs> now that it takes place in World War One. Yeah, and literally, with planes. yeah, and that's all I know about it because we haven't watched it yet. Yeah, uh, but I had never heard of it. But this one I had heard of, and uh, and uh, I could immediately understand both why it was famous because it's uh, artsy as fuck, mm-hmm. and why it was nominated for unique and artistic uh, picture and not uh, best re- like regular yeah picture. Well, okay, so this this is a film directed by F. W. Murnau. Who was a renowned German film director at the time? He uh, was part of the—I don't know if you would call it a movement of German expressionism, um, because as like I'm sure there were like normal German movies coming out at the time, but you just don't hear about them at all. Mm. All you ever hear about of the the German silent movies is Nosferatu, Metropolis, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh, and they're all German expressionist films. They use uh, they. Sort of, they tend to use uh, set design and camera work to to heighten the the emotion of the scene and stuff. Like uh, they tend to like just paint light right onto you know sets, mm-hmm. and they have these sharp angles. And, and uh, they use a lot of forced perspective, uh, which this movie has a lot of. And uh, F. W. Murnau, he directed Nosferatu and Faust and. A couple other movies. I feel like his movies, besides Nosferatu, are not like the famous ones that you heard that you hear of when you hear of these silent movies. You hear of like 
Metropolis and right. Dr. Caligari. And, uh, but he also, he made this movie called uh, The Last Laugh, which starred uh, Emil Jannings, who was a great uh, German actor of the time. And apparently this movie caused enough of a sensation that uh, both Murnau and Jannings were brought over to America to make uh, uh, American movies independently. Um, and, you know, at the time... Uh, Sunrise was produced by William Fox, who founded Fox Studios, which then merged with 20th Century Pictures, became 20th Century Fox. And he was, I think he was a kind of a pioneer of these, like, big budget prestige movies. Like, he was an independent producer who would only, he would spend, like, top dollar on making a great movie rather than just trying to churn out product all the time. Okay. I mean, you know, plenty of studios were making, you know, their big movies, but they would also have, you know, their their bullshit that they would release every week. And William Fox was like, well, I'm just going to make the good movies. And he thought it sounded like a like a great uh, it, it sounded like great publicity to hire the the great German director F.W. Murnau and let him do whatever he like literally whatever he wanted. <laughs> uh, he just wanted a great uh, European art film that he could release. Uh, in America, and uh, and that's what Sunrise is, pretty much. Okay. Um, it's based on, like, a German short story, and was written, uh, the screenplay was written by Murnau's uh, uh, regular screenwriter, who okay. wrote all of his German films, and it kind of, it, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have that much to do with uh, like American Hollywood silent cinema of the time. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, the, like we were just talking about how all of these movies are two handers. And so like, it's kind of not d- dissimilar from like the crowd or uh seventh heaven or something like that. But it is like the way it's made is just completely sets it apart. Even from, even from those movies, which are very uh, artistically made. That's true, and um, there's, I, I feel like, and this, they don't have that much in common, but I was trying to, in my head, compare this movie, uh, from what you were saying, to Seventh Heaven, specifically, mm-hmm. because they are both, you know, romances, sort of, mm-hmm. this is sort of a romance, <laughs> um, uh, that take place somewhere like you know yeah uh and i mean that takes place in france yes uh that takes place in france but it's made by americans so feels american yeah and this uh takes place anywhere if they want you to you know like the crowd is Mm -hmm. it's it's a weirdo art film a little bit yeah and um and so this says i guess more in common with that they both they go to amusement parks even (laughs) yeah um but but this this feels European. Yeah, I mean, uh, just down to the like the design of the village they yeah. live in. Uh, just down to the fact that they live in a village. Like right. that's not really a thing that we have here in America. But you know, it's there. There are analogs. There's yeah. you know rural towns in the city. That's really what it is. Right. Um. But yeah, they live in like a, a tiny village uh, on a lake. Yep. And like we don't have those in America. No, it's true. I it's a it's a big lake though. It yeah. seems like not that much the first time that you see the lake when they just uh well we should we should get into the plot a little bit yeah. but um but the first time they cross the lake it doesn't seem like it's that big although they don't go all the way and then they're coming back in the storm and I'm like mm-hmm. how big is are they at sea? They might like, be at sea. Yeah, I don't know. It's sort of uh left vague. Yeah. Um and also like I I feel like a lot of this movie it's like it's not quite not meant to be taken literally. Like, I, I think, you know, it's not like this whole movie is... Like, it's a story about these two people. Uh, and I, you know, presumably all the things you see in the movie actually happen to these two characters. But it also, like, it doesn't quite take place in any sort of... Uh, it doesn't really take place in real life, in okay. a sense. I feel like. Okay. Um... It's just just because everything is heightened, you know, the uh, the acting is heightened. The uh, the sets Mm -hmm. are exaggerated. The things that happen to them are exaggerated. That's Uh, true. You know, it's weird, though, because like 
there are only parts of this movie that seem exaggerated. And then there's like, uh, in the middle of the movie where they go to the barber shop, mm-hmm. that was when I turned, I, I looked at you and I said, this movie has taken a turn I didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, there's just some, they just, there's just some barbershop comedy. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then like a dude starts menacing the girl. Like, and I was just like, nope, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, because uh, that has happened to me. And so, and I didn't have a, a dude there to get up and, mm-hmm. and threaten to slice his face open, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you just got to get up and walk away, which she didn't do, which is um, not what I advise. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a different time, That's you true. know. She, yeah, she was trying to be so polite to this guy that she was, like, literally, yeah. uh, like, like, burning herself. Like, on the herself. hot towel machine, yeah. right. Uh, like, nope. Anyway, yeah. so... Okay. Yeah, uh, let's get into the, the plot of this movie. So this movie is about uh, a man and a woman. They don't have any names. Nope. And um, I hope I'm not... Although apparently uh, they do if you, like, go and look it up. But I guess that's probably from the short story. They yeah, they have canonically names... canonically in the movie. Yeah, they have names in the short story. The town has... It, like, you know, it's all... In the short story, everything... It's a normal It's a story. normal it's story. A, yeah. Okay. And we're now is like, no, this is about every place, everywhere, at every time. Except it's not really. It's about, like, you know, uh, Eurocentric uh, society. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they live together on a farm. And, I don't know, they got married young. And they have a baby. And they used to be mm-hmm. so in love. and But now he's, like, all uh, hooking up with this girl... From mm-hmm. The woman from the city, yeah, uh, a city lady. Yep, who's like a like a real flapper type, but mm-hmm. not really because she's not a flapper because it's uh, still the middle of the country. She has nowhere to go, you know, flap. Um, <laughs> she's so, a she's a real jazz baby. Yeah, yep. She's doing all the the combing her hair just so and the mm-hmm. little lipstick, and she she looks great. Yeah, uh, but she's a garbage yeah. garbage poison. And like and like right from the beginning, uh, they they differentiate between the people. Like she's you know, the first time you see this lady, she's uh, she's smoking a cigarette. Yep. a lady smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you know, uh, she's taking off her clothes. Yep. she's in a in a in a little nighty. Yep. You know, uh, and she's very different from. Uh, the, the woman, played by Janet Gaynor, uh, from Seventh Heaven, who just is, is kind of just in, like, rags the whole movie, basically. She's just, like... Well, she's got, got, like, a, you know, like a farm dress. Yeah, she's, like, in a dress, but it's just, like, layers of cloth, just, like, all over her. That's I, that's sort of true. Yeah, and it's, her hair is just, like, a, like a helmet of, <laughs> yes, of nice of blonde hair. Yeah. I actually thought of that, there's uh, you know, at one point, at the very end of the movie, uh, her hair's all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it seems unfair that like, you know, women at the time, there was like such a scandal when women would cut their hair short, but all these women just had really long hair that they had to pin up as short as possible <laughs> anyway. Like, what was the point? What was the yeah. point of that? Like, I don't know. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Um, but yeah, when this movie starts, this, uh, this guy, he's just, uh, you know, uh, when the movie starts, you don't really know what happened to their marriage. You just know that he's, he's, uh, he's he's unhappy, he's hooking up with this lady and just like immediately she's like, Hey, come away to the city with me and also kill your wife. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he's like, no, how dare you, uh, uh, how dare you even suggest that? And then he's like. Okay, but what if I kill my wife? <laughs> yep. And so they go out. Uh, they go out on the the lake together. Mm-hmm. They, uh, like they're gonna go for a day out. And then they get to the middle of the lake, and he gets up. Like he's gonna. And he, he's like the whole time just looks like a goblin. Yeah, he's, he's like, like the whole time he's yeah. rowing. I love like, his like uh, his posture and his stature yep. the whole uh, first part of the movie, where you know he's 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 got these like he's hunched over. He's got his shoulders all up. And he's got just got this like haunted look on his face. Yep. It looks like they they gave him like eyeshadow right. or eyeliner or something. And he's he's got this like he's walking like a Frankenstein yeah. or something. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is before Frankenstein though. Well, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, but yeah, and and uh, he goes, he decides he's gonna he's gonna do it. He's gonna toss her into the the lake. Uh, but at the last moment, he just he can't he can't do it. Yep. Uh, she's all she's all like no. Don't mm-hmm. kill me, and he's like, "No, I shouldn't kill her." Yeah. And so, so then you know they rode to the safety, and she makes a goddamn run for it. Yeah, as as she should. Yeah, 
But and she just happens to get on a train to the city, and he he gets on too, and he's trying to apologize the whole time. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. I tried to kill you. <laughs> yep. That he's was like, r- I didn't really wrong. try. If that helps. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought about it really hard. Yeah. And then when I was about to try, I didn't. I stopped. They didn't try. And that makes it okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they they go off into the city, and uh, for a while he's trying to console her yep. and apologize. Well, he never try. He doesn't try to apologize. He just uh, like I mean, just I, says, "Don't be afraid of me." Yeah, a couple that's of times. True. Yeah, and then uh, it's uh, possible that he does apologize uh, eventually. This movie doesn't have a ton of titles. In it's it. true. It doesn't have a ton of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, although I do want to real quick comment that the titles look great. Yeah, it's uh, this is at the very tail end of the the silent era, and so it's kind of the culmination of a lot of it's, it's uh, this movie in particular that they're trying a lot of stuff even with the titles where yeah uh, it's got this very particular font yeah it looks almost sort of like like painted on right. like a paint uh, well i mean they're all uh, titles would have been painted at this time mm. but this I has like about that because most of the other strokes. ones look look like typewritten yeah but this looks painted like mm-hmm. with a paintbrush and they do things like they fade in certain words yep and or like uh, when the when the lady suggests you know yeah. what if she drowned yeah the whole then, thing like dips and like melts like yeah. like like it's sinking under the water mm-hmm. That looks great, and and you know sometimes for emphasis, uh, like you know one word or phrase will just be huge on the screen, you know. Um, incidentally, I read that uh, Murnau, he didn't particularly like intertitles, and okay. he, uh, in fact, his I feel like that kind of shows by how few of them there are. In this yeah, movie. well, I mean, and but you don't need them. No, for most of the movie. Uh, and in fact, his movie, The Last Laugh, there are none at okay. all. It's kind of, no- it's notable in that respect. And supposedly he probably did not have any input at all on the titles. Oh, he kind okay. Of, uh, he made the movie and then said, he might have, there might have been indications in the screenplay, like here's where titles should go. Right. But by that time he was already back in Europe doing something else. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because he just didn't care. He thought the movies shouldn't have them at all. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so anyway, so we might, I don't know, he, you never see him apologize. He might've apologized. Well, well, he, you just, well, okay. So they go to, they just happen upon this church where there's, there's a wedding going oh, on. Oh yeah, that's right. And they and sort then of, he, yeah, then they walk yeah. in, uh, and they're just watching this wedding happen and they, uh, they're both just, uh, kind of overcome with emotion, but him especially. Yeah. Uh, he's just breaking down crying and he finally and says, forgive me. Yeah. And uh, they do sort of, uh, they they sort of make up. They come out of the church. It's almost like they've they've like renewed they their got vows. Married, like, yeah. yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, and um, they walk out, and then they uh, just you know, this is all. It's almost like a you know a normal movie would kind of just end here, basically. Like you'd <laughs> see them like walk off into the sunset, and they have a happily ever after after they make up. Right. But then they're just for the next half hour or so, they just wander around the city yeah, and have adventures. Have a, yeah, they just have a really nice date. Yeah, they just like, have a wonderful day. It's yeah. like uh, I'm thinking. It's like the opposite of uh, the uh, Batman the Killing Joke. <laughs> um. Okay, explain. The whole, the whole theory, you know, the Joker's theory, there's just, uh, you know, one bad day is enough to drive a person insane. Okay. You know, uh, the, Joker, and, uh, the Joker has this one bad day and he becomes the Joker and goes right. insane and tries to drive yeah. Batman insane by yep. giving him the worst day in his life. Yeah. Well, he tries to do it to Jim Gordon. Yes. Just, and also Batman. And Batman. But uh, like, he's always trying to do that to Batman. But, uh, but in this movie, uh, all it takes is one good day. One great day. Yep. To, to make them realize uh, how, how much they value each other and uh, and their lives. Yeah. And that's you know? nice. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's a nice message. It's sort of like, hey, appreciate the people you're around. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe... Uh, maybe go out and spend some time together if if you if you think that your, your life is boring mm-hmm. and you want to hook up with a jazz baby instead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so they, they walk around the city. They... Uh, they go, uh, they get him a shave, the man shave. They go get their picture, their portrait taken. Yep. Uh, photographer takes their picture while they're making out. Yeah, he, like, that's it's such a wonderful thing. They're trying to, to be real serious and straight because they, that's how you would act in pictures right, at in, the time. Right. You, you, they're supposed to last forever, so you've got to put a good face on. 
Uh, but they just keep they just keep cracking each other up, yep. and then they just they just kiss for forever, and then he's like, oh, and, and he's and sneakily he's like, this is it, yeah, yep. And on their face when they finally open up the picture and see their great picture, and it's them yeah. making out, and they they're like, oh, look at us. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, and they go out to a carnival. Yeah, uh, it's like it looks. I, I it looks great. I said yeah. I was like, I want to be here. I yeah, want to be where this is. It's and, a, like everything else in this movie. It's this amazing place that does not exist. This all this entire movie was created on a back lot and in a, you know a studio, and uh, it's this amazing like hybrid outdoor amusement park and uh nightclub right. and all this stuff and like this fancy restaurant it's everything in this one place yep. and they go and play carnival games yep. and they go dancing yep. and there's this whole extended sequence where the man tries to catch a pig that got yeah. loose and it's such a little baby pig yeah it's ridiculous yep. five stars for the pig mm-hmm. and then uh and then after they uh catch the pig uh everyone's uh happy and celebrating them and so the band puts on the peasant dance <laughs> Uh, and I think uh, even at, at first the guy's like, "Hey, how do they know we're peasants?" You know. <laughs> yep. But the, but they get into it and they do the whole peasant dance, yep. and everybody and, claps. Yep. And there's a whole there's a bit for some reason where this lady is applauding and her the straps of her dress keep falling down and this guy just keeps picking them up. Yeah. And like it's funny for about like twenty seconds and then I wanted to punch the guy just for <laughs> continuing to pick her straps up. She yeah, eventually that... hits him when he gets tired of doing it and pulls them both down, and yeah. then she hits him. But I would have hit him for, like, dude, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, get out of my face. That's my yeah. dress. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll, yeah, that's, like, the the one, like, comedy bit in the movie where yeah. I'm like, all right, come on, let's, uh, enough of that. Yep. Uh, the, like, the, the whole middle part of this movie is weird. You know, uh, the first third or so is this like very intense heavy melodrama yeah. and then it's just this light comedy for a half hour yep. and it feels weird but uh mm-hmm. but it's so nice and enjoyable and 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 genuinely funny that it kind of doesn't matter um but uh, but i don't care about that dude <laughs> and, and him pull, pulling the straps on the dress like uh come on yeah um and after that they just go home it's nighttime it's time to leave they go uh, and they gotta make their way back across the lake or the river or whatever it is. It's I guess it's a lake. And and there's this uh, awful terrible storm yep. way through and uh and they get uh their boat gets, you know, lashed uh all over the place. And actually the only thing that uh that saves uh the girl is the fact that uh he was he was going to yeah. kill her right. and, and but uh but float himself back to safety with these uh these bulrushes, these yep. like reeds all tied together and he, he fishes them out and like gives them to ties them to the girl. Yeah. Um, but still she's, uh, she's lost. Uh, they go out, they have, uh, form a search party after the storm is over and they don't find her and he's all dejected. And then the next morning they find oh. her again. Well, I was going to say, but first, yeah. you know, before that, the lady from the city shows up at his house like, Hey, so I heard you killed your wife. Come on, let's go to the city. Yeah. And, and he 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 freaks out on her. Mm-hmm. And he starts to strangle her, mm-hmm. and like, and then they find his wife, and the the maid is like yelling like, "Yeah, she's still alive. She's alive, and she's crying." And <laughs> yeah. so, so then he runs back, and everything is okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everything is is resolved. And the lady from the city rolls back to the city in the back of a cart, dejected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's even like like pouting. She's got like her 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 chin on her hand and she's like man yeah right my murder plan didn't work <laughs> i don't know what she was hoping to get out of yeah. this like anyway like like she wanted to sell his farm and come to the city with yeah. her but like how much money did you did she think he was going to get for yeah. a farm and like and like how great is this guy right, like he's, i he's... like i like him in this movie uh, i like him and and the woman together but like like there's got to be plenty of dudes in the city. In the city, like, yeah. He's just not go a particularly home. like hot guy. Right. Exactly. Weird. Yeah. Weird choices. I don't know, but I, I love this movie because you know I feel like describing it, it, it definitely doesn't do this movie justice. No, like, I just agree. Summarizing the plot because it is and it isn't about the plot of the movie. You know, it's yeah. Um, it's got a very uh, a dreamy flow. Sort yeah, of. and uh, I I feel like the the real uh, draw for most 
uh, for most people who check this movie out, they're usually, you know, budding cinephiles and they, right. they're really attracted to the camera work and the, like mm-hmm. the visual storytelling of it, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, everything in this movie is designed and, you know, like everything in most movies is designed, but, uh, but here it's just taken to an extreme degree. I feel like... Most mainstream movies with like this sort of a budget that came afterwards uh, strive more for a sort of realism, even when they take place in a sort of fantastical world mm-hmm. than this movie. I feel like, you know, even like your average fantasy movie, it's portraying things as if they're like actually. Like if if that move if that world existed, this is what everything would look like, really. Right. Whereas this movie, it's taking place in our real world, but it's not at all trying to depict things realistically. Yeah. Okay. And I and I feel like that's sort of an anomaly. Even you know this movie is like what ninety two years old or something like that, and I feel like still not very many movies go for this type of. Uh, thing even when it happens sometimes in movies it's a dream sequence like the end of la la land or something like that you know yeah that's true i feel like part of it is because um because unless it's like a dream sequence or something like that Mm -hmm. i feel like now people are so conditioned to uh you know that type of movie that unless you were to do the whole movie that way yeah you know the whole movie is artificial in a specific way uh people would be like Oh, it took me out of it because it wasn't realistic. Yeah, uh, but I mean, this this movie it does do it the entire time. I think right. I think right from the very beginning. And I feel like that is um, that's like building a different sort of expectation. Like yeah. that's why I feel like you have to like it's the same kind of thing with like you know like Brecht like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know where it's like uh, where the the whole point of it is that you're supposed to be thinking on some level the whole time that none of it is real. Yeah, you know. So it's, um, and that's not what most movies are doing. Yeah, I kept thinking on this rewatch, the all, I was trying to think of more modern movies that take this sort of approach, and the closest I could think was like Brazil, like a, mm-hmm. uh, or Terry Gilliam in general, but, but even th- and then it's not quite as extreme as something like this. Right. Um, but yeah, like, like right from the very beginning... Uh, the chair makes noise when you move. Yeah. I, yeah, I, in case, uh, I, I'm sure, uh, I should have said this at the beginning, uh, we're, we're recording from, like, a different area now, and, uh, there might be different noises. I'm different a, annoying I'm noises. In, I'm in a squeaky chair. On. Yeah, like, there's annoying noises all the time when we record, but there's different ones this week. Yeah, so, sorry. It <laughs> yeah, won't happen. I, I apologize if my chair squeaks, or, I'm also, I'm in a, I'm in a swivelly chair, and I keep swiveling from side <laughs> to side, I hope... It doesn't affect my uh, my uh, recording at all. It's okay. It's a nervous tick. I gotta stop. I feel like it can't be uh, as irritating as how uh, three times an episode I always have to move my entire body out of the chair and you can hear it every single time. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't want to hear those annoying noises anymore, please uh, contribute to our uh, Patreon yeah. account <laughs> yeah. so we can buy uh, better chairs and uh, a microphone that hangs above us. Yeah. You know. So that it doesn't pick up every sound the, yeah. from the table. I should get the Patreon set up actually, but more on that later on. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the, the, like the movie starts, you know, it's got this um, sort of text at the beginning, like basically telling you like this is a story that takes place. The time is anywhere. The time places everywhere, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then it's talking about how, you know, city folk love to go on vacation to the country. And then there's this amazing uh, little montage yes. of just... Okay. Of just people on vacation and stuff, and there's just like a big ocean liner, and then people at the beach, and it's this, uh, and these images are combined. Which I learned that you know this is before they had optical printers that allow you to combine different imagery, and so they had to do this in camera. Like they would co- they would cover half of the camera and uh, and film like this ocean liner coming in, and then they'd cover the other half of the lens. But they'd have to make sure that oh, they, to had, wind the, they had they like, had film yeah, back. and they're and they're shooting these things at different locations, different times of day, possibly weeks apart. But they had to remember to have the exact same film in the camera uh, and have it at the exact same point 
to uh, to oh, combine the cool. images. Yeah, and they do that with the train too, where yeah. the train goes past in one direction and then comes out of the tunnel mm-hmm. on the other side. Of yeah, the, yeah, it's, it looks great. Mm-hmm. And there and there's a lot of great uh, stuff like like you know that beginning montage. That's stu- the kind of thing that uh, movies would continue to do a little bit, especially in the 30s and 40s, but only in like very controlled like montage situations, like right. like news flash, and then you'd see <laughs> just uh, newspapers all around, or like we're going out to party, and so you see a close up of a martini glass and like a neon sign. This is drink, yeah. drink, drink, you know, and bubbles going up. Uh, but the but the movie continues to do that even in other scenarios. Like there's right. uh, like you see. Uh, just the man sitting on his bed while he's sort of contemplating, like, can I actually kill my wife? And then uh, they superimpose these images of, like, well, first it's it's the uh, the vamp, uh, like, on his shoulder. But then it's just, right. like, close-ups of her face just around him. Yeah. He's just surrounded by that. And there are, uh, I think, in the same, at the same point, he is, uh, he's, like, you just, uh, they superimpose uh, the lake. And so he's just sort of like surrounded by water, yeah. Uh, while he's contemplating this, yeah. And it's and it's things like that, but it's also uh, just the whole like set design, like in these uh, in these cottages at the beginning of the movie. Uh, like the backs of the rooms will be like up higher than the rest of the room, and like there's this sort of forced perspective things where like the doorways are smaller, and like he. You know, I don't know. It's uh, everything's just uh, off kilter and okay. skewed in this land. Like uh, at one point, you see people like eating dinner at a dinner table, and the table is like tilted upwards, like that. Like it, it almost looks like a drawing desk or something. And they just have <laughs> their bowls there, and they're just sort of perched on it. Everything's just sort of tilted and and off. Okay. Um, and I think you know it's whereas someone like Terry Gilliam would do the same sort of thing, but to specifically like highlight how like this world is different, you know, or, or strange. I think in this movie, it's just to highlight that this whole movie is artificial. Okay. You know, and, uh, and also to heighten the emotional aspects. Of yeah. It. That's what I was going to ask if it was just to illustrate the way that they were feeling in yeah. their situation or what happened. Yeah, like, I, I feel like, uh, you know, to show that this area is sort of economically depressed, mm-hmm. uh, they don't just show these people and how they have, like, nothing. They're like, it's, you just, it's, like, the, the wood beams are just bigger and stretched and strange and it's like they're mindset i don't know i don't even know like what it's for except that it (laughs) creates this this world this separate this world that is separate from our own you know right okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i could i could talk about i i could name different examples of this for hours i suppose but uh i guess i'm just mostly um thinking that i didn't notice that (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's okay um i mean this movie is also heightened uh i mean it's heightened very emotionally but also the the story is heightened uh to a ridiculous degree like this is this is a movie where the main character of the movie contemplates uh killing his wife and then says like, "Oh no, I didn't mean it." And then you follow him the rest of the movie, and he's a sympathetic character. And right. You kind of, you kind of like get. Then you, she's like, "Well, that's okay." Yeah. And then, and then you root for them to stay together. Yeah, and I think you know, it's it's weird. I don't think this movie is suggesting that like, you know, we all have times when we seriously contemplate (laughs) murdering our spouse and running off with another woman it's not even saying that those things are like okay but i do i feel like it's it's like the most extreme version of like fucking up in a relationship you know like we all have like if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody you're gonna you're gonna fuck up and you're gonna have some yeah and you're gonna have some bad moments with your your spouse or your partner or whatever and, uh, you know, maybe some of those things are unforgivable, but maybe uh, you just have to work through a lot of those things. And, you know, uh, I, I would say probably in real life, if your spouse tries to murder you, don't 
like hang out don't no, stay I, with yeah, this person I would, I would agree in pretty much every situation 99.9 percent of the time <laughs> do not stay with this uh person yeah but who intended to kill you yeah um but uh if they fuck up you know they're, they're gonna fuck up sometimes uh yeah. mm-hmm. you know i'm like maybe work it out yeah at least give it a shot yeah yeah and then sometimes you're just like nope this didn't work mm-hmm um, I didn't know whether or not at the end of the movie, whether or not she was going to live. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe that that was the kind of movie that this was, where, uh, she was going to die because he realized, you know, how much he still loved her. That, yeah. That, it could, I like, mean, and I, it was his punishment for, for going off with this other lady in the first place, was that then God killed his wife. But yeah. But no, that, that, it was I mean, like, I think that's, out. I feel like I've probably seen maybe that exact movie or yeah. heard that story. I feel like that would be a completely valid ending for this movie, but it's a testament to uh, how much the movie makes you care about these uh, these characters and this one fucked up dude that you that you're so that you want him. You know, you don't want this woman to die. Or, well, yeah. you know, well, you wouldn't want you him. To, you yeah, wouldn't want her to die. She seems very nice. But like, uh, although you don't really know anything about her. Yeah, you don't well, really you don't know, anything know anything about, about any either. Of them, of them. You know? Yeah, that's true. They're just, they're people. Yeah. She seems like like a nice lady. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she she likes babies. She likes their yeah. baby. Uh, I love, uh, yeah, uh, when flowers. they're at the, in front of the portrait studio, there's yeah. just a picture of a baby and she's like, oh, look at this baby. And she gives them a bunch of little tiny kisses. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for, in that second, I was like, maybe it's their baby. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, no she just likes babies. Sense. Yeah, she just likes babies. Yeah. It was a cute baby. Mm-hmm. Movie has... A cute baby, mm-hmm. even though it's a photo. It has a cute pig. Yeah. Yep. It's got a, a dog. It does have he's a dog. A, he's not a particularly cute dog, but he's a very protective dog. Yep. He's, he's like, a good dog. Yeah, he's a good dog. He's like Rin Tin Tin or something. Yeah, he, just, he looks he like He just he smells trouble. Him. He's just like, uh, that dude's going to kill that lady. Uh, yeah, I better I better go like help him. Bust off chain. Yeah, and he literally like... Uh, jumps there's a, into the There's water. a great shot where like... Uh, the camera is like on the boat and you just see in the background the dog coming like yeah, from the extreme just, corner of the frame running it. all the way into the boat. It's and so good. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. What a good dog. Mm-hmm. A plus. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could just go on for another like 20 minutes or so just about the, uh, the, the artistry of the cinematography and stuff. And I uh, would enjoy doing that, but I feel like, you know, I listened to uh, the the DVD and the Blu-ray come with an audio commentary by John Bailey, who's a cinematographer. Uh, he was not the cinematographer on, on Sunrise. He's just, you know, sort of an expert. Uh, he's actually also currently the president of the Academy. Uh, the one who uh, suggested getting rid of or uh, showing this best cinematography category during a commercial. Right. Uh, so, well, I don't know. I mean, not, and we talked about this uh, at length before, but not that it was a good idea, and I'm glad that they didn't do it, mm-hmm. but um, but every we were all like, cinematography and editing? What are you doing? And like, it would have been different awards the next year. Yeah, I th- and I think he was just like, well, I'm a cinematographer. I'm head of the cinematographer department. I'll, I'll take one for the team and right. say, like, our, our category shouldn't be on there. But like... No, that was that was a dumb idea. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he does this commentary on Sunrise, and sometimes it sounds like he doesn't think it's a good like story or something. He just keeps talking about the cinematography and like just sort of dismisses all the stuff that happens in the movie. <laughs> and like, I don't want to do that. Right. And I think it's uh, when you talk about this movie, it's in danger of happening because the cinematography is so, is so spectacular. I mean, and also, uh, I don't think that it would be wrong to, not, not to dismiss the story, but mm-hmm. there isn't that much to it. No, it's true. So, like, the whole middle of the movie is just, these people are on a really nice date. Yeah. But I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is that, you know, like, if you're a cinematography nerd, uh, absolutely watch this movie and you'll get right. a lot out of it. But I think it's also just... Like a very emotionally affecting movie. Yeah, like there, yeah. are, you know, I teared up uh, multiple times during this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was real nice. Yeah, it was a real nice film. Yeah, I feel like my job a lot of the time 
is I show up for these podcasts and I don't know anything about filmmaking. Uh-huh. I know about, you know, like writing and yeah. uh but you know, as far as uh story goes, this is a an oddly structured story. <laughs> it's you know, like like I said, like the story bit is kind of the first 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then they just go off and have an adventure. Yeah. And then there's a bit more story at the end. But even but that can be like, summed up in like two sentences. Yeah. Like the boat capsizes. Mm-hmm. They can't find her. He tries to kill his girlfriend. They find her. Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, like... This uh, guy still has a lot of murder in his heart. Yeah. like. But having said that, like, I, I didn't really blame him for coming at... And he he lets her go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I didn't blame him for coming at this lady from the city because he's like, this lady, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have been out yeah, there. But, but exactly. also... You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't have realized that he loved his wife. Exactly. So everything you happens know, for a yeah. reason, is I think mm-hmm. the moral of this story. Yeah, but he is a sort of violent dude. Like he's out with this uh, with his lady, and she's like, "Hey, kill your wife!" And he's like, "You kidding me? Kill my wife!" And he just immediately starts strangling her. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Yep. And then he's and, like, all right, that she, wasn't cool. And, and her reaction is to kiss him a bunch of times. Yeah. She's like, I know what, what I'll do. I'll kiss him. And then he won't be mad about yeah. this. Uh, and it works. This guy is mm-hmm. weird. He's got problems. Yeah. And he still uh, still uh, leaps to strangling at the end of the movie, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe... He also carries that, that switchblade. Yeah. And he yeah. and he threatens and he that to, dude uh, yep, with a knife. That creep. Yep. Yeah. But I still clapped. When he oh, yes. That. Because you should always threaten creeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, all I can say is it was a different time. I don't know. Yeah, maybe don't just know. men were expected to be violent uh, all the time. I guess maybe. Um, Weird, though. Yeah, this this movie, as much as I love it, it is a very uh, dated, uh, you know, depiction of, like, you know, gender roles and things right. like that, you know. Um, oh, yeah, it never comes up. I said this to you, too, while we were watching it. Uh, if he was going to, you know kill his wife, sell the farm, move to the city. I was like, what were they going to do with their baby? Yeah. And you were like, oh, she was just going to be like, eh, toss the baby in the river. Yeah, I don't <laughs> the know. the first opportunity, she Probably. was just going to chuck his baby in the river. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it very much, like, demonizes this woman from the city. True. Uh, just, it sort of know, makes it her fault. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just for uh, living life and having fun. Well, uh, and, and also for you and know, suggesting suge- that suggesting, uh, suggesting murder. murder, yes, but yeah. uh, but it's it almost seems like that comes out of her lifestyle. You That's know? true. It does have that implication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's the the virtuous woman from the country mm-hmm. who just uh, dotes on her man and right. uh, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the guy who's uh, ultra violent at the slightest <laughs> provocation. <laughs> Yep. But you know what? He deserves love, too, I guess. He just really enjoys playing that game where the pig gets to go down the slide. Yeah. You know? He just would not stop playing that game. He wouldn't stop playing that, playing that game. game. I think uh, he just, like, throwing the ball a bunch I, of times. Yep. He's, see, that's a healthy way for him to get yeah. his aggression out. Right. I think that he needs to get into baseball. I think that er- <laughs> everything would be okay. Yeah. He's just maybe, uh, I can't wait for the, the sequel where he just starts a league, you right. know. <laughs> A farm pick, um, league. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know uh, what the incentive is to play baseball if you know if, if a pig isn't going to go down a slide. <laughs> right. Like, I, I think that's the real. I think that we should bring that into the major leagues. Yeah, honestly, I think so. I think yeah. uh, I think more sports need just uh, random pigs. Yeah, just cute ones, like mm-hmm. little pigs, not like like big pigs. Mm-hmm. Big pigs are stupid. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in the in the commentary, uh, John Bailey says that uh, he's not sure uh, where that whole sequence came from because it's not actually in the screenplay that was written by the German, and he thinks it was like a studio thing to just have have more levity in the middle of the movie. Okay, you know, uh, which Let's might have be him chase a pig. Yeah, why? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure that out later. And, and he even uh, suggests that uh, probably the pig stuff. A lot of it was shot by like a second unit because uh, animals are hard to work mm. with, and, and so it's it, it doesn't quite fit in with the rest of the movie. But you know what? I love it anyway. It's That's great. True. Who cares? There's yeah. a pig. He runs around. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yep. He drinks wine. Yeah. The pig gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. What an icon. <laughs> yeah. We stand a legend. <laughs> um. 
feel like I have more things to say, but I don't know what they are. This movie has sound in it. Yeah, uh, this movie was... I was I didn't expect it because I all I knew was that all the movies were going to be silent. Yeah, well, I mean, it is it is a silent film. There's no like dialogue. People yell at them. Yeah, but well, okay. I heard human voices. I think that was what caught me off guard. This movie was released with a uh, a sync soundtrack. This was released in a process called Fox Movie Tone. Uh, We actually watched another movie already that was released in in Movie Tone, uh, Seventh Heaven. Okay. Uh, That was an original score that was written for the movie. Although that movie, I think was originally re- released completely silent and then they uh re-released it with uh a recorded soundtrack um and this one uh was planned with a recorded soundtrack from the beginning it's most it's like almost completely just score but then there's this one moment when uh, it's right after the the man and the woman walk out of the, the church, church yeah. and they're just holding each other and they're just like looking in each other's eyes and they're walking down the street and then the the scene just dissolves into like this uh, like this picture perfect uh, field that mm-hmm. they come from, uh, and then uh, then you hear like the sounds of the city come back and you realize right. like because they're just they're, just they're in the middle of, of traffic, <laughs> yeah. and so the and the soundtrack sort of devolves into a bunch of horn honks and then you hear uh, people like come on get out of get out of the road what the hell are you doing you crazy yeah. get out of here uh, but it's they're all off camera and stuff right. But this movie was released uh, a one month after the jazz singer came okay. out. Uh, but it is important to know that, like the jazz singer, it was the first movie with like dialogue in it. But uh, it was like you know the story was it was completely unintentional. Uh, it, you know, it was planned with songs in it, and then at the end of uh, one of the songs, Al Jolson sort of ad libs one of his stage lines, like "Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet." Um, and then they were like, oh shit, people can talk on film. I think maybe they added like one dialogue scene, but that was it. Uh, but it was still a big landmark thing, but like, yeah, there were other movies with like synced sound at the time. Um, the first fully, uh, the first full dialogue movie was 19, I think late 1928 or 1929. It was another Fox movie or no, it was another Warner brothers movie. And it's not good. It's awful. <laughs> it's just a generic gangster movie. It's even worse than The Racket. <laughs> just like, oh, it's boring as hell. Um, but yeah, I, this dude. I'm hmm? sorry. I, I was like, I'm sorry if that was sidetracked. But... Uh, it was a little sidetracked. But yeah, it is interesting that this movie does have a, a synchronized soundtrack, although it really is just for the the music. Right. Um, it, it took them a while to figure out, like, what people wanted from sound mm. you know uh i think you know people at first thought it was just a novelty like you didn't need it and then but then like the first time you hear someone talk on film you're like oh yeah everyone should be doing yeah. this <laughs> like why isn't everybody talking yeah it's so much easier yeah uh but they didn't plan for that and so it took them a long time to to figure that out um that does bring me to a thought which is you know this movie Obviously, there were, like, there was, you know, silent films continued for another, like, year or so. Um, but this really, in many ways, feels like a culmination of the art form. Okay. It feels like it it's, it's, takes, like, everything that everybody learned in uh, almost 30 years of silent movie making and figures out how to make, like the perfect silent movie in a way like it just combines all the different techniques and all the different storytelling techniques into this one story that just uh like this movie wouldn't uh it almost wouldn't work as a sound film yeah you know there's Mm -hmm. there's so much of the movie that's just played out in just like these these charming little uh vignettes where people don't need to talk yeah exactly it doesn't matter what they're saying that's why there's so much time that doesn't have titles yeah and, and like if it, if the you had made it as a sound movie, you would have to write dialogue for all yeah. these scenes. And you know, and, and especially in the early days of sound filmmaking, uh, a lot of the the filmmaking techniques that were used that were on display here, you couldn't do because mm-hmm. those early sound cameras they had to have the the sound recording equipment like baked into the the thing. They were the cameras were super loud, mm-hmm. and so you had to have them in like the soundproof 
booth. You couldn't move the camera anymore. Uh, everyone had to be st- standing like around the microphone, so the ca- the people couldn't move anymore. And so like the the sound movies from like the next year were are so much worse than this movie. <laughs> like almost all of them. Okay. Um, but it got better. They they figured it out pretty quickly. But um. But yeah, this this movie it's just uh it's it's like the ultimate silent film, you know. Yeah. Uh I I think if you haven't haven't seen a silent film before uh well, probably maybe watch like a Charlie Chaplin movie or like one of these comedies. I feel yeah, like I was going to com- say watch Safety Last. Yeah, the comedies <laughs> are very easy to get into, but like after that, I feel like this would be a wonderful movie to start with, but also it's kind of the best one. Right. I don't know if you'll find a movie that's better than a silent film movie that's better than this one. Do you, so you're saying that uh that everything else would be a disappointment. It might be. <laughs> uh sometimes it's better to work your way up to the best one. Yeah. Um but yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Um, it depends on how you want to use your time, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I want to just watch the best one, go for it. Yeah. You know, if you're like, I want to get an idea of what silent movies were like, then work up to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess I should say that, uh, I, I say that having probably not seen a lot of the, the classic silent films, you know, okay. I, I've got a, I've got a lot to, to catch up on, That's but fair. I feel that like I've, I have seen... None of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like by comparison. Yeah. Uh I mean there's there's so many silent films out there, it's very hard to, to see all of them. Uh when you could be watching movies with dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, I could be watching movies with explosions. <laughs> yeah, this movie doesn't have any explosions in it. It does have fireworks. Yeah, there's some fireworks in it. Um yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but you know, after that, uh after we watched this movie the same day we watched uh Marked for Death with Steven Seagal. <laughs> And I gotta say, you know, if you're looking for car chases or, uh, you know, uh, ripping someone's arm in half, right? This movie, Sunrise, does not have that. It's really it not going to scratch that itch. That's true. Yep. There's no uh, topless women firing guns. No. Um, yeah. Zero katanas. Yeah. Really, cinema had a long way to go. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's I guess a place it, for everything. Probably, is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Did you did you have something else? Um. No. I guess I. I just there were a couple things in the movie, just little moments that I wanted to highlight that I love. Just the some okay. of the this the cinematography things like the there's uh, some great shots, some great wide shots of the city, and like the city was entirely constructed on the Fox backlot. And uh, it's got some great forced perspective thing where in the back, uh, you've got your rows of buildings, but they're really just like cardboard cutouts that are like six feet high. And actually in the back, they employed uh, little people to walk around in the back Man. to get uh, the perspective. Right? So there's uh, to make it seem like the, the city just goes on forever. And That's pretty good. yeah, and they do a lot of things like that, like in the carnival scene. You just get like a little tiny snippet of a roller coaster that goes by, and it's probably like half the size of an actual I car. I kept wondering, you know, okay, because I kept trying to figure out that specifically, like how they mm-hmm. did the roller coaster. Yeah, because it it comes like basically right at the camera, mm-hmm. at, 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 well, you know, off to the side, but yeah. still. And I was like, they didn't build a full size roller coaster. No, absolutely, and like not. it looked like there were people in it, mm-hmm. like. But did they just build that three pieces of track? Yeah, they probably. must have, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you even launch that car? Then? <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was very distracted by that. That's fair. Um, any other moments? I mean, there's there's just some amazing shots in here. I don't know. There's there's a better medium to explore that, possibly <laughs> by watching the movie. Right. Or just seeking out some, like, Vimeo video of, uh, you know, 1,000 most beautiful shots in cinema. Because <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Or the shots, you know. That's Who ca- true. cares about story or, you know, uh, des- production design? It's all about the cinematography. I mean, I you know, care. Like... <laughs> Um, let's see. Well, this movie was nominated for four Academy Awards right. and, won and won three, three of, of them. them. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. 
Uh, it won Best Cinematography, and the cinematography is beautiful. Best Actress in a Leading Role, which she, uh, Janet Gaynor also... Uh, yeah, they, back then, they didn't specify what movies, right. and Janet Gaynor was in three movies this year. I think she she gives a wonderful performance in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think she might be better in Seventh Heaven. Though. Maybe. It's, she's maybe given a bit more to do, but I do I do feel like within the confines... Like, we were talking uh, last time about how... Uh, they uh a lot of the roles for women in these movies are are sort of similar yeah they're all mm-hmm. playing like the 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 waif the right. uh, you know um but i do feel like uh her characters in this and seventh heaven they do feel different i agree with that you know? yeah um yeah and um this movie was nominated for best art direction and didn't win which i think that is a bit of a crime uh yeah because um, this and also this this guy um, I don't know is Rokas Glies uh, I don't know it's a German name I'm not uh, too good at those but he was Murnau's uh, uh, designer on a lot of those uh, German films. For best art direction, the other movie this was nominated and didn't win. Seventh Heaven was nominated and didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner did two movies. Okay, it looks like um, which might have yeah, yeah might have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't heard of either of them. It's, okay, uh, the Dove and Tempest. Was what's the guy's name? Oh, well, uh, William one. Cameron Menzies. Oh, William Cameron Menzies won uh... one art direction that year. Okay, yeah, so. uh, he went on to become a, a director. He he's interesting because uh, into the sound era, he worked as a director. But also, he kept working as a production designer, and okay. a lot of his most famous work in the 30s and 40s is as a designer uh, and not as a director. I think he designed uh, Citizen Kane. Oh, I could okay. be wrong about that. He was a production designer on Gone with the Wind. Oh, it says he pioneered the use of color in film for dramatic effect, mm. not just in general. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was like the. Uh, he was uh, David O. Selznick's like, house designer of, of for david o selznick studio so he uh, he did all the art direction for all those like hitchcock movies like rebecca and stuff uh but he also was directing into the 30s uh and he uh one of his last actually i think his last feature film is invaders from mars in 1953 so he was uh he was part of the uh the big 50s sci-fi boom as well william, william cameron menzies is a very uh, talented man so okay. uh he probably deserved some award. I don't know yeah. if he deserved it's this a, one competing against Sunrise. That's fair. But he got that award for those two movies. And the only other award he has is a, a an honorary award for Gone with the Wind. Mm. It also says that the the title production designer was invented for him. Yeah. I remember I remember reading that now, but uh I don't I don't remember for what movie. Um, basically uh for Working with uh, David O. Selznick. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it says... David uh, o. Sel- I'm pretty sure David O. Selznick is the person who invented the term executive producer. There so, you go. Uh, he really liked inventing <laughs> film terminology. Uh, it was coined specifically for Menzies to refer to his being the final word on the overall look of the production. Mm-hmm. It was intended to describe his ability to translate Selznick's ideas to drawings and paintings from which he and his fellow directors worked. Okay. He also directed The Burning of Atlanta in Gone with the Wind. Mm, okay. Uh, that uh, reminds me that um, this uh, there's one thing I did want to highlight, which was at the very beginning of the movie, when the man is off with his uh, with his lover, um, she's like, come away to, with me to the city. And she like gets up and she's all like doing this crazy dance. Yeah. And at the, at the top, it, they superimpose just the city and right. it's this amazing model work like that's it's all models and the camera's just like zooming into this like street scene and it's just uh like it's the camera's just going all over the place and presenting the city as this amazing place to yeah. be and it's it's amazing it's some of my like my favorite stuff ever i love model work in general <laughs> uh but this this model it's like you know it's very artificial looking but it's i think it's supposed it doesn't it's not supposed right. to matter yeah uh and i yeah because I, I love it's just it. the ideas in their heads yeah. anyway so mm-hmm. yeah it I looks do, great i do think this is uh the movie is kind of interesting in that it um i feel like it sort of glorifies the like 
peasant working class rural people uh-huh. uh, but they also sort of uh the man and the woman they find their love renewed by going to the city right and uh by just taking in life theirs i think it's kind of weird i don't know what the message if any is there i don't yeah. uh bit muddled that's true i agree with that um but it's great the city's great but also uh the country also pretty good i guess yeah, you don't really see the country in this movie, mm-hmm. so there's no way of knowing how Yeah, good I don't know. The I, I sort of, in general, cities, pretty good. I like yeah. cities. Mm-hmm. Same. I also like towns. Yeah. Small towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cities <laughs> and towns. Cool. Should end this movie with a song by the guy who sings songs about cities and towns. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um... Unfortunately, he, we don't know what city or town they live in. Yeah, we can't. We can't uh, he, uh, the guy who sings songs about cities and towns, would not approve of this story because uh, he's never left his hometown. That's true. And he's like, why would you go anywhere else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would not approve of going into the city going even the for city, a day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to find your love. Yeah. He didn't do it. Yeah. So. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should keep all this. Yes. <laughs> it's about time we brought Motorn Media into the podcast. <laughs> Um, but I guess that is it for Sunrise. Oh, well, I guess uh, I should say this is the movie that won a uh, unique and artistic production right. over Chang and the crowd. Yes. And I think the crowd is, is a very worthwhile movie. It's almost, even though it's got some of those expressionist touches, it's almost sort of the opposite of this movie yeah. in a lot of ways. It's very, it's very realistic Yeah. and it's about just real people in real life. Um, yep. it's very worthwhile. And but I th- hope dies. Yes. Uh, but I think, I guess personally, Sunrise is more my kind of movie. I really, I love movies that sort of just do what only movies can. Right. And I feel like this, this is definitely that sort of a thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think the, this win is, uh, justly deserved. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, um, and I, uh, when I was listening to actually our episode about mm-hmm. Chang and the crowd, um, I realized that I was maybe a little bit hard on the crowd because it made me feel bad. Yeah. And, but I do think that it is, uh, an interesting and well-made movie mm-hmm. about, about a fuck boy. And, um. Yeah. I, I, I but thought But I do you... think this is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought you might have trouble with the crowd because I, I feel like you... Uh, when movies make you feel bad, you take it personally. I do. It's true. I, I, I realize that is uh, wrong, but I can't help it. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily I wrong. I try to power it's just, through it. Yeah. It's just like something to recognize. Like, yeah. uh, I, you know, I I feel that way sometimes where I, I, you know, I feel like I have a tendency to watch a lot of just, you know, happy movies or, or just like, you know, dumb action movies, stuff that makes you feel that, you know, right. fires the pleasure centers exactly. in your brain. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you watch a real like weepy or real sad movie or a real like powerful movie and it still feels, you know, I, I still, I'm very happy that I saw it and I sort of have to uh, remind myself that it's That's okay true. to watch movies and feel bad afterwards. I weirdly though, uh, not always, but m- most of the time, Weepies do not make you feel bad. Yeah, I guess that's so. the thing with them. They um they get like all of that that tear jerking, that pathos. You're like, oh, this thing is terrible, and I'm sad about it because I feel empathy for these people. Mm-hmm. But you don't carry that with you. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like this movie pointed out that life has no meaning. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and you just gotta sit with that. Like, you don't even get to cry about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's different. It's a different feel. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, weepies can be, they, they also fire a weird pleasure center in your brain, is I yeah. guess what I'm saying. Because you get to, you get to cry about life being sad instead yeah. of just sitting there with the fact that life is sad. Yeah. But there's also the ones that are like really like emotionally manipulative. Yeah. That like, you know, like you you sit there and you cry because you're overcome by emotion, but then like, 
two hours later, you're like, what was that movie about? I don't even know. <laughs> but then there's the other movies that make you cry, and then you just keep thinking about those moments right. like, for weeks and weeks, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, some movies are good, and some movies are bad. Yeah. Who knew? Like, it's like, um, I don't remember what the context was, but the other day, somebody just mentioned... Like the song "Remember Me" from Coco, and I like started to cry a little bit, you know. Yeah, and, like that's a that's a very emotionally manipulative movie. It knows yeah. what it's doing, but it does it does a good job, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That 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 is a movie for me where like I was crying in that movie, and then at the end I was like, yeah, that was a movie, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know you feel very differently. Like we don't that. have to relitigate uh, okay. Coco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I guess that's it since yeah, we've been talking it. about other movies right, yeah. uh, for a while now no you're right uh, that's it for this week's episode uh, next week is Wings next week yep. is the end of the uh, end of the first Academy Awards it's very refreshing to just be done with yeah. a miniseries well to in... be fair we did uh, you know two movies a week for the first two I, weeks I know but I'm just saying it's 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 what a feeling yeah but that's it for us here uh, I don't us here uh, at Podcast HQ. What what the hell am I talking about? Uh, that's it uh, for this week. Uh, please remember to uh, rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Leave us a review. I don't think anybody has done that yet. Uh, this is our, what, 13th, 14th episode. There's no excuse by now. You've been hearing <laughs> us say, review the show at least 14 times. I mean, unless they're just trying to spare our feelings. Yeah. Which I respect. But... Yeah. <laughs> But if you enjoy us, please, you know, yeah. just leave, you know, leave a little review that says, great! Yeah. Uh, if you have any negative criticism, don't leave a review. That's not nice. Yeah, but you can maybe email it yeah, to us. Email if it's us an, if it's, you know, if, you know, if you have some you constructive we, criticism. Right. Uh, uh, if you want to complain about Vocal pod, Fry, uh, yeah, don't then do that. keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's the, made up. Yeah. The email address is nominespod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at nominees pod and i keep saying one of these days we're gonna uh, uh tweet some extra content and we never do no oh that reminds me of that i did have something to add but okay. we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah um we're on instagram at nominees pod yep, nominees pod yeah uh i forgot to do that today yep. but i will oh, do well. that um we're on spotify and youtube uh if there's any other platforms that uh i should get on and i'm that we're we're not on there yet uh, let us know, and uh, and I'll try to get into that store. I don't know if we're on Stitcher or something. Yeah, we might be not be on there. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, that's where all the classy people who pay for podcasts go yeah. now. Ugh, paying for podcasts—that's oh, gross. Right. <laughs> By the way, subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> for bonus content, for bonus not content. just asking this this. This show I'm pledging now will never be behind a paywall. That's gross. Yeah. I don't like when people when people are like try when they try to monetize the old episodes of the podcast. Yeah, I don't like that. No, that's gross. weird. These will always How be free. How are you supposed to get into them? Yeah, then? Uh, the bonus episodes you got to pay for those. You gotta, yeah, because that's that's where the real that's where the real honey is. You know, is it, I, no, it's not. No, at it's all. really not. It's really. Not. Um, but it's it's more of the the unvarnished, mm-hmm. uh, which. I know people love the, yeah. the unvarnished. Yeah, very unpolished. Um, anything else? No, okay. I got nothing. All right, uh, then... Uh, uh, Are you I, trying to think of something clever to say? I, to tie into I don't I don't want to like steal the blank check thing where, you know, as always, and then a thing from the episode. But I I feel like I want to say something else besides just buy every yeah, you week. Yeah, you gotta get a catchphrase. Yeah. What's my catchphrase? Um, peace, uh, peace out. No, it's not a good Peace one. out, homies. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you have any ideas for a catchphrase that I should have, uh, tweet at us. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I tried to steal See You at the Movies, and you were like, no. Yeah. And I was like, but they're not using it. <laughs> The copyright has lapsed. (laughs) All right. Anyway, have a nice week. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) I feel like I'm like, I'm just as awkward. uh, It it feels like I'm like getting off the phone with somebody. Yeah. Where like you say, all right, bye. 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 And then you just say, keep saying bye over and over. Uh, All right. It's (laughs) nice.